I definitely can. Um, yeah, I, I live in La Hinch, and there's a number of houses here. There used to be, you know, houses for families to live in. There's own residential, and over the last few years, have turned into Airbnbs for for making profit. But I think I think I'd like to see those particular houses, those you know, full homes, be returned to the long term. Uh, letting market or, or even sold for, for people to live in, but that, that that that's what I'd really like to see. And I do think there is a, a, a large number of properties that fit that bill. Yeah, and can you just explain to us the impact that having so many short-term lets or the prevalence of them has on a community like yours? It has a massive impact. And the biggest thing, I think, actually for tourism business is staffing. A lot of places really, really struggle to get staff. And the reason they can't get staff is because there's nowhere for them to live. Like many of the businesses here... Even before, the counselor used to ring me and, and ask if there's anywhere for their staff to live or they'd, they'd advertise a job to get loads of applicants. They take someone and then the person can't find anywhere to live. And that's actually a huge impact on the community is having enough staff to, to operate the businesses is, is a big problem. Yeah, and that's a very crucial point as well because the government says this bill is going to address the staffing challenges facing tourism businesses by providing uh, those housing options to tourism and hospitality workers, which, uh, particularly in this county, which relies so heavily on tourism and an area of Clare like your own, and we know from speaking to key figures within the Clare hospitality and tourism industry that has staffing has been a big issue, and this could be a game changer, particularly as we get towards the summer. Yeah, I, I think that's the case, and it's trying to strike that balance of having enough tourist accommodation, but having enough accommodation for, for staff and people working in, in the area, you know, trying to get that balance, because obviously we, we welcome tourism, we want tourism, but, you know, there's, I think there's over 11,000 people in the country in emergency accommodation at the moment, there's children in Clare sleeping in hotels and stuff, and that, that's, that's the big issue I'm trying to, trying to tackle and address that, you know. Under the new short-term tourist letting register, we, we see the fines that property owners who advertise their property without that valid FI registration number would be liable to pay or platforms found to be advertising properties in breach of the registration scheme. So property owners could be looking at a maximum fine of up to 5000 and similar for platforms that do have invalid listings. Do you think those kind of figures are enough of a deterrent leam or is there just so much to be made from this market as it seems like a fairly lucrative market and short-term market is so profitable that people could still potentially risk it? Well, I'm hopeful that people and platforms will comply. And I think you look at examples of Amsterdam and and other places around Europe which have done this and it's it's been quite successful. So I'd hope people will comply. I think it's about putting pressure on the platforms. I I don't think we should be trying to really... I don't want to be going after individuals and finding them, but if you get get them off the platforms and put the pressure on the platforms who tend to comply, Airbnb have done this all over Europe and have complied with you know national legislation. I think that's the best way to regulate it is, is through the platforms itself. Can you still see, despite this register, the the Airbnb market in Clare continuing to be as lucrative as ever? Well. First of all, I say it's absolutely fine for people if they're living in a house and renting out rooms, and that's what a lot of people in Airbnb do, do, and that's what it was originally for, actually, Airbnb, when it very first started, well, that was the market it was going for. I've, I've no problem with that. I know lots of people do it. That's great. It's essentially just like any other B&B, except they're advertising on that platform, but people living in a house is fine. And But I, I, I do think they should be stopped. I hope they will be stopped. Entire homes being rented out, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that there isn't any loopholes or people aren't finding other ways around. I think I think we'll try and 
figure out that legislation as it comes in now. I think there's talks about I think it's 28 days is is the is the limit. I think we probably will see people trying to rent for the whole month, and maybe that's okay, maybe that's not. As time goes on, how many is there loopholes for people to jump through? But I, I am actually very hopeful that the legislation will do what it's intended to do. I'm sure everyone would welcome. Uh, fall to Ireland's estimate that up to 12,000 properties could come back into the long-term rental market as a result of this uh, register. I mentioned the kind of uh, stick element of, of the, the, the fines and so on, but do we need a bit of carriage to go along with that stick? Do you think uh, financial incentives might be pleasing or eye-catching to those thinking of letting out their properties for short-term let rather than hitting them with fines, that financial incentives might be the way to go? And if so, how much would you need to be offering them in order to make that kind of a decision given, as we say, the short-term market is just so profitable? Yeah, maybe like see some tax break for people switching over. Obviously, they're probably going to be taxed a lot less, actually, if they're, if they're doing switching from Airbnb to long-term. They might see a reduction in how much tax they're paying, which, which might be a benefit. Um, yeah, look, we do need to incentivize people to have um, properties on the long-term market because I think what what could happen is people just sell the houses, or we're we're discouraging landlords. We don't want we don't want to be doing that either. We want to be, you know, trying to get as many properties on onto the market. That's the that's the that's the aim of the game here, and I think we have to work with people on that as well. The Green Party councillor from Lahinch, Liam Grant, speaking with me earlier. Uh, for more on this, we are joined by uh, Joe Garrahy, the Fine Gael councillor from Listoon Varna. Good morning to you, Joe. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Very well. Thanks very much for taking the time to join us. Um, Joe, what kind of impact does that prevalence of short-term lets have uh, on your area? And, you know, what, what difference will this register make? Well, I think for a start, um, we have to acknowledge that short-term letting firms a critical part of the tourism offering and certainly in in the west coast of Clare and uh, and in the west of Ireland. So it's a really, really important component. It's not so long ago, we remember um, that we had, we introduced incentives to actually build short-term lets. That may have gone uh, further than maybe intended at the time, but we want people coming and living and staying and spending money in the west coast of Clare uh, when they come. We don't just want them popping in and out and going back to stay in Limerick, Galway, Dublin, or, or other places. So it plays a hugely important part. And an awful lot of people depend on it for supplementary income. As anybody who lives in rural Ireland will know, you need to be fairly flexible around your areas to be of, of, of income and business to be sustainable. You know, we might have a, a part-time farmer working a job or, or um, you know, people trying to raise a family who use this Airbnb as critical income. And an awful lot of those properties aren't actually suitable for long-term letting. Um, look, at I welcome um, the approach to getting a register and, and getting data because that's the first place you start when you want to deal with anything. But I think uh, a one-size-fits-all doesn't work in this situation. And the more meddling you do without looking at a broader picture, you know, we found in the past does more damage than, than anything else. We absolutely need to build more housing, and I think incentives are required for that. But I also think that the type of uh, housing maybe for, for, for tourist accommodation for, for, for people who come to work over the summer month is, 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 is totally different to what somebody would want to have for long-term letting. So we need to look at the provision of more housing uh, for varying needs. And a one-size-fits-all is not going to have the effect of, of, of uh, dealing with what is a very complex issue across a lot of areas. 
Mm, uh, indeed, uh, I see uh, Timmy Dooley was saying in the in the Shannon recently he was criticising uh, the plans to regulate short uh, term lets across rural Ireland. He thinks the proposed let regulations would actually do more harm than good for the rural tourism industry. Making some of the points you're making that you may, uh, a lot of small businesses and property owners in rural areas, including uh, Claire, he says, rely on short-term rentals to supplement their income and that many tourists who visit rural parts of Clare prefer that flexibility and and affordability of short-term rentals over traditional hotels. Yeah, absolutely. And and I suppose I I welcome the fact that I've engaged with, um, you know, Senator Martin Conway and and, and, uh, Deputy Joe Carey and others on this and have been contacted by a lot of people who who have Airbnbs in in a small scale, but, but in a small scale that makes a massive difference to their yearly income. And they're really, really concerned. But I guess the good news here is that a lot of people recognise this. The legislation is at, is, is, is at pre, um, pre-implementation stage and there is an acceptance um, at government that this needs to be looked at you know, regionally rather than looking at a one-size-fits-all where you have a situation possibly in Dublin where Airbnb is, is displacing long-term rental, where it's a completely different situation on the west coast of Clare where you know it, it may neither be suitable, um, you know, from from a taxation perspective, if you disincentivize people from doing it, you might just have nothing at all. Um, and I, I welcome the, situ- the, the the opportunity where we have now a month and maybe longer, where we will look at regionally and look at the likes of Clare and look at this legislation in in, in detail rather than looking at a one size fits all. Because there are a lot of people concerned, um, you know, that there is a requirement and there are a lot of incentives to bring vacant properties back into use. You know, I think they need to be um, made, made broader and, and, and happen sooner. Um, and we're in a very, um, you know, complex situation. But I think one size fits all does not work. And we need to take into account the importance of this, both to the people who are, are making vital income uh, over, over their yearly budget from, from this, the importance to the tourism in West Clare, particularly, where you get to, where people come and stay, I mean, people who come in short-term lets, even who have a second home, they bring an awful lot of benefit to an area. You know, they, they actually, you know, they become attached to an area. They, they, they may retire to the area. It, it's not as simple as saying uh, people just come in for a night and go and they bring nothing. I think it, it brings huge benefits, both in terms of income and in terms of to the local economy when come, people come and stay. But we do have to, we absolutely have to look at the other side where we need to provide viable long-term quality accommodation for families and people to have living, vibrant communities in, in West Clare as well. But it's not the same issue. And I think confusing them and trying to solve one by penalising another, it could have very negative, unintended consequence. The register itself, it's, you know, it, it's got a number of different elements. Registration with Fault Ireland, there'll be authorised officials, uh, there'll be enforcement, all very important elements. But would enforcement be particularly key, given that there has been legislation of this type before, but it just simply wasn't enforced? Well, look, enforcement requires requires uh, resources, and and it also puts uh, you know a major expense because, as we all know, if somebody comes to inspect your car, it might be driving really well, but they're going to find something wrong with it, and there there going there are going to be expenses like where we all want to have high quality. Uh, accommodation and 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 up, up to regulation and safe, and that's necessary. You know, um, could we be putting resources into another bureaucratic uh, piece that won't deliver? 
outcomes. Um, you know, that's that's a danger. We, I, I firmly believe, we have way too much middle middle management and and uh, and regulation in this country as against frontline. Um, you know, so maybe the local authority have a role, but they need to be resourced to do this. And if it's going to be a big cost to people, um, there needs to be uh, either either uh, tax breaks uh, to allow them to be able to do it, um, or there needs to be financial incentives to bring to bring things up because that, that's how you get change. There has to be an incentive alongside a um, you know a regulatory and 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 a, and, a, and a penalising um, approach to it. And what kind of you know that was something I asked Liam as well earlier. What kind of financial incentive would have to be offered to people to persuade them to move their their properties from the short term lets to the the, the long term rental market? Well, look, I, I think um, long term rental, as we know, we see landlords exiting, exiting the market in their droves in the last number of years. Now, there are a number of reasons for that, but one of the main reasons is the, the, the punitive uh, tax regime. So it's much more uh, attractive for people to rent out in the short term, less, less responsibility. So I think that there needs to be a look at a treatment of long term. But certainly in the west of Clare, you're looking at a lot of individual people who may have uh, said second homes or may have accidentally inherited a home and they're, kind of, they're accidental landlords. And, and it, it can be a large burden. So I think that, that the treatment of, of of people who make their properties available in the long term that needs to be looked at from a tax perspective. I think there needs to be an incentive for the likes of hotels or businesses to build accommodation for for their staff that may be coming. I think that would that would yield results. We we've sh- we've seen in the past that that has yielded results if it's targeted and measured properly. Um, interestingly enough, I was in uh, Liston Barney yesterday looking at the uh, hometown architect scheme with uh, with, with, with um, the Architects Federation. And in, in 1865, there was a plan to build 50 houses in Liston Barney for just accommodating the workers who worked in the Spa Wells complex. So look, that, that, that kind of incentive for people who, who for, for their employees. Um, and I think the broadening of the opportunity around bringing vacant properties back into use for long-term living also needs to be pushed. And if there's a, enough of a financial incentive to, to do anything, it has to be viable. Um, and that's not complex. I think you, you've, you've, you've three different situations there that have to be dealt with in different, in, in slightly yeah. different ways, but targeted and, and, and measured. Oh. And, and you, will, you will get results because there's nowhere better than to live and to come and visit and to work than the West Coast of West Coast of Clare, um, whole county, as, as as such, to be politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that. Just before we finish, Joe, I'll give you a flavour of what our listeners' are, views are on this. A West Clare listener says, I'm not an Airbnb owner, but the hotels are in use because of the, the war in Ukraine. People have to holiday somewhere in a lot of cases in Airbnb, keep and promote our tourism industry in rural Ireland. And just one more here then from Bridget and Ina says, good morning, Alan. Good morning to you, Bridget. Bridget says, in terms of the short-term let register, could someone clarify whether this will only apply only to whole houses and apartments. As Liam Grant mentioned, when Airbnb started, hosts could literally advertise an air mattress in the corner of a living room as long as it was accurately described. My concern is that the scheme is going to be administered by Fulcher Ireland, so are they going to try and impose their standards on hosts letting a room in their home? The original attraction of Airbnb would have been the quirkiness and variety, both in terms of cost and type of the accommodation offered. Yes, yeah, certainly agree with that. With, with, with your last um, caller there, hugely, and that, and, and the first one is really important 
and I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, it, the quirkiness, the, the, the ability to, to, to live in a, or, or to come on a holiday and also meet the people of the area. And I think the, the, the value of Airbnb in a lot of cases, and it's been highlighted to me by people who do it, is not necessarily that you get somewhere to stay, but you also get to meet, you know, you get to meet the owner and you get a little bit of a, of, of, of a vibe for, for the area. Now, I'm certainly not saying that, that, that there aren't houses that, that should be brought back into permanent long-term letting um, through this, but I just think in the context of, of West Clare, that, that, that this approach is going to have a relatively minimal impact and might actually, if not done very carefully, and I welcome the opportunity to look at the detail of that with, with the Oireachtas members and everybody in the sector um, over the next month, you okay. could have very negative unintended consequences.